0: What is up, Rooted family? My name is Jasmine Croma, and you are listening to the Let's Brunch podcast, Becoming Rooted and United in Christ. The show where we take part in candid conversations about growing in our faith in the everydayness of our lives. From college students and recent grads to creatives and community leaders, we will learn what it looks like to become rooted and united in Christ. Hey guys, so I wanted to quickly give a little prequel to today's episode. Um, I don't normally do this, but I think this one is super important, especially um, when talking about you know, sexual temptation, lust, or just battling different sins and sin cycles that um, you know are standing in the way of you fully committing um, to God and fully giving your full self to God. And I've been there um Lust is something that I've battled with um, in feeling isolated, feeling lonely, feeling like you don't, you're don't, just too disgusted with yourself to tell anyone, all of those different things. Our guest, Abby, today, she shares um, her story about how she um, overcame shame with her testimony um, and her addiction to pornography, which is just a powerful testimony, and I'm so grateful that we have this platform where we can be vulnerable with all of you guys, with each other, with all the guests that come on. Um, And really, this is a space free of judgment. Um, And so I'm just so glad that she was able to share her story. Um, And I wanted to say this because there is no space for judgment. I don't expect judgment from people that listen to this, but you never know. So I just wanted to um, just remind you all that Give grace and her testimony is a testament to how powerful God is, um, how loving He is, and how um, when we give these trials, when we give these things that we try to battle ourselves over to God, like He can really um, bring us out of darkness into light and bring us into you know living freely for him and i know a lot of people both men and women it's not just men a lot of women battle with sexual sexual temptation lust pornography all of those things and if you're listening to this and you battle with that just know one you're not alone just know two jesus loves you and know three that you can and will and i believe in you you will um battle this for good and and god is with you he loves you and he's going to walk this out with you and surround yourself with good community, surround yourself, um, you know, with spiritual community. And we're also sharing some practical tips and spiritual um, tips that Abby um, kind of used to um, anchor her during this time of just like, you know, telling the people around her, how does she find the courage to do that? Um, just walking through her whole testimony and how she overcame shame and so i'm praying that you guys will be set free from the shackles of shame by the end of this episode and i love you all now let's jump into today's episode what is up rooted family welcome back to the let's brunch podcast my name is Jasmine, and today I'm super excited for the topic and at- talk about shame, um, a little bit of our guest testimony. Um, and so today we have Abigail Matthews, or Abby. She is the host of King's Kid Combo's podcast, and she's from Baltimore, Maryland, and she attends Morgan State University. Shout out to the HBCU students out there. And she is on fire for God. And I'm so excited to have her on today to share her testimony, to talk about shame, and just to dive into some really great questions um, and hopefully set some women free from shame, um, let them know that they are loved, they're seen, that they're valued. And so, our first question, we're going to jump right into the questions today. First question is I always ask our first time guest to share a fun fact about themselves. So, Abby introduce yourself and share a fun fact about yourself
1: (laughs) all right well hey hey everybody like you said my name is abby i am a proud follower of christ i love 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 god i love talking about him and i love having platforms to talk about him Um, i do have a podcast of my own that i just started Doing my first season. Jasmine been doing this almost three seasons. She's about to reach her third season. And that's <laughs> a big deal. So I am honored to be on this podcast Aww. talking about something that I hope other people get free from. But um, my first first, well, first question, I guess, a fun fact about myself is that I went to a magnet school and I studied acting for four years. Wow! So that was a it was a big part of my life. I went through a phase where I was like, acting is going to be my life, but it actually didn't. But it was a great experience for me. Got to see a bunch of people in their in their field, like in their prime. We call it. There was many different, there was literary, there was cosmetology, there was design and production. Wow. It was a great four years of my life where I just got to see everybody do something that they're really gifted at. So that was a fun fact
0: about me. Wow. I love that. Actually, so I, this is so random, but I've been on a kick where I've just been watching a lot of like Broadway stuff, like on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I've always been, like, I'm a dancer at heart and I grew up dancing um but I have a lot of friends that are into like musical theater or like want to dance for Broadway and all Mm -hmm. these things and so like I don't know what I don't know what kicked it off maybe just laziness in quarantine (laughs) or something but the past few weeks I've literally just been watching so much Broadway um just on YouTube like the behind the scenes oh my Uh, gosh I
1: saw it I watched the
0: video it was I don't know if it was like New York Times or something it was like yeah, a yeah. robbery
1: production. It was so cool.
0: It was really cool. <laughs> yeah. So that has been my like, I guess my guilty pleasure during the past few weeks. So that's so funny. Um, but wow, so cool. So acting, acting.
1: That's yeah. good to know.
0: Um, all right. So the second question I have for you. Um, and this is something new um that I've been trying to ask some of our guests. Like, you know, the Bible can be confusing. Um, learning <laughs> yeah, about yeah. Christianity can be confusing. Finding community can be confusing. So is one resource, it doesn't have to be specifically a Bible resource, but if it is, that's cool. But what is a resource that you've been loving lately, whether it be an app or a podcast or a website, devotional, whatever, something that has been helping you kind of understand scripture, understand stories in the Bible. Um, Is there anything that you've been using that really helps you do that?
1: Um. Yes, definitely, Christine Kane's podcast. I guess when Ooh. I decided I wanted to be a podcaster, I just started zooming through yeah. um podcasts. And Christine Kane's, it's called Equip and Empower podcast. And mm. you know, along with her Australian accent, I'm just like yeah. wow, well, she's talking like Australian, and she's talking about the word <laughs> of God. She just breaks it down. She speaks yeah. really quick, but she'll have you know. Um, series where she goes through certain passages and I just love the way she breaks things down and she's really transparent and honest about her past and her testimony so that really helps me keeps me encouraged
0: yes I I I love Christine Kane and I only recently maybe like within the past two years had found out about her Mm -hmm. I think I got a it was either a book for like um I don't know what it was for. Maybe for my birthday or for Christmas or something. I got one of her books and you're right, she's very transparent about her past and like just her life in general. Like she's an open yeah. book. And whenever I watch her sermons, I'm always amazed at one like this woman like can preach. Like she really she's you're so right. She's able to break things down in like a very comprehensible way so wise like she's one of those people yeah. where it's just like she has so much wisdom yeah um so I'm sure I haven't even, I haven't um listened to her podcast but that's definitely something I need to add to my list because mm-hmm. I've seen some of her sermons and it's just like like you walk away from that like wow yeah. Okay. like you will never not take notes when she's talking
1: no never <laughs> she just preached um a transformation church I was like oh she is preaching she yeah is preaching.
0: And it's just, it's just so good to see women, like, preaching and, like, using their gifts on a public stage like that. Mm-hmm. So amazing. Um, all right. So let's dive into the real topic at hand. We've been, um, you know, we've been chatting behind the scenes a little bit. But today we decided we were going to talk about shame for everyone listening. We're talking about shame. Um, I know there's so many women out there that battle with shame um, whether it be from their past, people throwing their past in their face, um, just just mistakes that you've made that you feel that define you, um, and so hopefully we're we're hoping that this discussion today and these questions and Abby's testimony will one let you know that there is a Jesus that um, that loves you and that does not define you by your past, your outward um, your outward appearance, but that loves you, that seeks your heart. Um, and then two, that you would just be set free from the definition of what the world tries to define you by, um, what you are, that you will just experience freedom from this conversation. Um, and so, yeah, So let's dive into, um, Abby, if you don't mind, just sharing how shame kind of fits into your testimony, what your testimony looks like in this like before and after um, journey of your faith.
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. So my testimony is that for almost half of my life, I had mm-hmm. an addiction to pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt shame in a lot of different areas. So for starters, number one, me, uh, we talked about this um, behind the scenes as well, me being a female. Yeah, who was to, to this, it's, you know, we live in a society that accepts males attaching themselves to lustful acts and lustful things and thoughts, yeah. but not so much women. And it, it may be, it wasn't until I, you know, got free from it that I actually even saw that it was way more common in women than people yeah. talk about. But, you know, we live in a society where rappers are talking about females' bodies and, and mm-hmm. everything. And it, it's not an issue. But when a woman's talking like that, it's crazy. And especially hearing that someone like that was addicted, me like was addicted to that. It was just really, it was really hard for me to escape my shame. And yeah. um, secondly, I think my shame also came from me just naturally being disgusted with this perverse thing. Yeah. That I, I could not seem to shake. And I felt like the shame was there because I was also out here claiming God as my yeah. living and savior. And it's one thing when, you know, the world says it's very normal because they the world claims that pornography is very normal and it's very natural and it's very natural to the human flesh, but someone who's chasing after the heart of God and me just knowing that I wanted to be closer to God. And this was one of the biggest things standing in my way. Mm -hmm. um, It was really hard for me dealing with sexual sin and impurity. So yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. I can, I can definitely attest to that. Um, I know in a, in a earlier season, I kind of talked about, Um, just dealing with lust and, like, how, like you were saying, like, it's just, it felt like it was so uncommon within, um, within, amongst women. Mm. Um, And, like, I always heard about, even, like, podcasts I used to listen to were, like, when they would talk about it, it was was always, like, okay, well, how, you know, how do we fix this issue within this marriage, like, with my husband? Or, like, how do we, it was always focused on from a male perspective. Mm-hmm. And that adds this other layer of shame that's just like, dang, like, not only am I a woman that's chasing after the heart of God, um, that's dealing with this, but I also like, don't feel like I have anyone to talk to. I feel mm-hmm. like culture tells me that I'm supposed to be this, you know, sexual, you know, sexual being and like, that's all that there is to me And every song that we listen to. It's like, saturated in, yeah. you know, in this lie that this is who we're supposed to be and like it's okay to do this and all of those things and um and really it's just it just becomes like oh you get stuck in this kind of tug of war of like okay this is what culture tells me is like it's okay like to 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 be um you know to battle this to not even battle it but um to accept the fact that like that is your life and that Mm -hmm. you are you know you are addicted to this thing and on the other hand it's you know, you want to follow God and you want, um, you want to, to accept God's standard for whatever it is, sex or, you know, those things, because although that is a beautiful thing, it can be perverted um, by culture. And so I definitely think, I'm hoping that whoever's listening to this conversation, one, that if you even relate in some sort of way, one, that you know that you are not alone, there are, plenty of women that deal with this um, and that are seeking advice, that are seeking community. Maybe they're even just seeking someone to just like listen. Um, And so we're so glad that you guys are here today. And thank you, Abby, for sharing that and being vulnerable. Mm. Um, But what were some of your biggest fears about the shame you were feeling? Um, I guess both dealing with that and then also, you know, that added layer of being a woman in dealing with that as well?
1: Um, yeah, I really, I was just really afraid of who would find out. I guess I was yeah. mainly thinking about my parents um, because I've always had a really good relationship with my parents and I thought, oh my gosh, if they knew this about me, they would they would feel like they failed with me. They would they would feel like they need to see me differently or try different methods and mm-hmm. I was becoming an adult. I mean, I was an adult at this point when I had, had told them and it was like, I didn't want them to look back at all the years that they parented me, it was like, oh my yeah. gosh, I'm a child, and and that um, concerning like my close friends and my best friend, um, I was just afraid that anyone who found out would just really be disgusted by me. I was thinking, in in that place of shame, you just feel so isolated. You feel like no one understands. You feel like yeah, you don't want anyone to know because you just don't want to rock the boat. And I think mm-hmm. about things that I was hearing from the enemy during that time when I felt like yeah. I was. In the- bit of shame like I was so convinced for a very long time that I can do this like yeah. I, I can handle this like if I don't tell anybody like it'll literally just go away it'll it'll go away when I get married it'll go away when I have children like this mm. won't last forever but I was relying too much on my own strength and my own willpower to get past something that only God could bring me through so yeah. it, it, it threw me all the way off um, so that was like one of my biggest fears um, being a woman it, yeah it was just like just that feeling of disgust um yeah I, I necessarily a fear with it um but I, I just yeah I guess I did have a fear people would just be surprised I'm, I'm yeah. a church girl I grew up in church people finding that out about me would just be like huh like it would just probably just leave them dumbfounded so that's really what I believed
0: yeah mm-hmm. and I feel like that's a lot of what what a lot of women and men um feel just about you know you you constantly feel like you're You have to just keep it in the dark and then hopefully like, oh, it's just a phase it will go away. Um, And then also just being bombarded with all of the lies that the enemy is just like, yeah, we'll keep fear here to control you from speaking out about how God can remove this. Like, he can't do that. He he, he doesn't have the power to to bring you from this or you can do it on your own. Mm -hmm. Just keep trying. Mm -hmm. Just keep Mm -hmm. deleting the apps or keep deleting you know, whatever it is. And it's easy to get stuck in that cycle of just like, okay, no, I can do it. I can do it. And um, I was actually part of this community. Um, when was it? Kind of like over around like Christmas break, I guess. Um, this young lady had was just doing like this zoom Bible study. And she told her testimony of how you know she was overcoming this addiction to pornography and she just made it a very safe space um for like it was it had to be over like a hundred women it was crazy um in this group meet just like sharing like hey guys like I don't feel strong enough today like I need somebody to remind me that you know God's way is better and all like just a just a wonderful environment um and shame was 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 not anywhere in the chat wasn't anywhere in um the the bible studies but it was just like just this edifying experience of you know god's daughters coming together and not judging you because you messed up you to get back up when that happens um because i feel like a lot of the times one of the biggest biggest um like tricks that the enemy uses is that maybe you for a lot of people it may be like okay I've spent a month you know I haven't you know watched anything you know I've been doing well and then you slip up again yeah. and immediately that guilt and that shame just comes back to attack you and you feel it all over again and what I mm-hmm. loved about the, it was like no like you've got this you might have messed up but with new with a new day comes new mercies and new grace and all of that and so for you um What were some practical steps to, you know, once you, once you felt like you could finally conquer it, what were practical steps that you took, whether it be boundaries or like different scriptures that anchored you, different advice that you got um, to kind of leave this addiction at Jesus's feet and pick up this grace and pick up, you know, this new love um, free from your addiction to pornography?
1: Um, well, this is like the nitty gritty of the testimony, <laughs> to be honest. Yes, um But yes. the very first practical step that I took was confession. Mm-hmm. It took me crying out, you know, and it doesn't have to be some ordeal. I, I was by myself. I was crying. Mm-hmm. I was alone, and I said, you know, God, I, I don't, I don't want this anymore, and I want this to be removed from my life. And you know, yeah, I was so totally. ashamed. I didn't even want to say the statement. And I love how you mentioned it before that you we were talking about just dealing with it by yourself, but I hadn't even said it out loud. I, I was mm-hmm. so not convinced or in denial, one would say, about my addiction. Like, yeah. I, I, it took me saying the statement, um, I'm addicted to pornography. Like, yeah. you know, no sugarcoating, no, like, God knows me, he knows my heart, he knows what I'm about to think. No, like, really say it, because yeah. that's really how you, number one, kind of like red light the enemy and tell mm-hmm. him, like, I'm really finished with this. So yeah, by saying yeah. it aloud, it was me telling God I need your help to relinquish me and telling the enemy that I'm done with this. And like I think about like, I don't know, like the movies and you see like therapy people, or, like they're gonna kind of, like say it, like say it, like or right. scream they're on a the field or something. But like it really meant something when I physically said it out of my mouth. Yeah. Just like there's power in the things that you say to people. There was power in me saying it out loud that I have an addiction and I want this. So be transparent. And then um, little did I know that God, I guess the Holy Spirit, was placing resources in my path to help me be free. Um. I, I went through a, a phase where I was loving testimonies. I was loving watching testimonies on YouTube. Mm. And um, of course, when you begin watching faith-based content, you know you run into people's testimonies. Yeah. And those people, many people were talking about being free from sexual sin, pornography, et cetera. And for a while I just watched them and I wished it could be me. Like I was like, I yeah. just, I just wish that it could be me, you know, telling my testimony um, because those people were so free and they were so in love with God. And then yeah. one day um, at like 1am, a video came across my screen of someone who was, you know, freed from sexual sin. And out of everything they said, it was a long video and out of everything they said, the Holy Spirit was just there in my room telling me confess. Like that word was just on me, like really hard. Mm-hmm confess it to somebody tell somebody at that point I already told God what I was going through and I said I wanted to do this and I needed him but the Holy Spirit was just like you just need to tell somebody so I made this now this is the soap opera part I definitely I just like (laughs) I was bawling and I was crying I was I was was so tired you know shame eats you alive so yeah I, I, I was so tired of this shame and I went in remember it was late it was early in the morning I went in my room and I told my mom and I was crying I could barely get it out And I said, you know, mom, I've been dealing with this. And I had already conjured up so many conversations that I would have with people in my life who I Mm. love about this addiction. I was like, they're going to be like really explosive about it. Like they're going to be surprised. And my parents are going to, they're going to not love me. Imagine just all the things in the middle of your shame, the enemy will tell you. And she just, all, everybody, my, my best friend and my father and my mom are the three people that I told. And they just had such different reactions they, they were so kind mm-hmm. and they were so loving and the biggest thing that my mom told me to do which is another practical step is that I she said forgive yourself yeah you know, like, what we do in shame is basically just a repeat session of self-condemnation um yeah. so she was just wow. like you need to forgive yourself like you need to this is this is not abnormal and then we will have you isolated and feeling as though that this is completely unnormal this is un, people aren't going through this you're the only one and I was—it it wasn't even like that. I—I I told my best friend and and my dad, and it—it it really grew. It grew our relationships. We had breakthroughs in our relationships, and yeah, they—they they, they just didn't like I. The relief that I felt telling people mm. that I loved, and people who would also, in the end, pray for me after I, um, confessed. That's them. They prayed for me, and that. That changed everything for me. I I really walked away feeling freer. Like I I walked away, I was completely free. Free physically and I was free in the spirit. Um, But to get to like more practical um, things, I modified my timeline, which meant unfollowing a
0: plethora
1: of people, even celebrities that I love to hear their music or whatever. I'm like, I just can't have you on my timeline because a part of confession is being transparent. And I knew that some things were triggers for me. Yeah. Um, and then I use block words and, you know, I knew that when I confessed to the people who were close to me, they would not only hold me accountable mm-hmm, physically mm-hmm. by asking me, but they would hold me accountable in my mind, knowing that you have a support system of people who are supporting you. Now they know this is a struggle of yours. Now they're yeah. checking up on you. And also now when you do think about those things, doing those things again, temptations and other transgressions that you face, you think, I don't want to let them down. Not only do I now not want to let God down. But I don't wanna let them down. Yeah. And now that that you've confessed, now that I've confessed, you know, I don't wanna I just don't wanna let them down. I don't wanna stump my blessings. And Mm -hmm. and it made me just anytime it came up again, it was just like turn it away. And like the thing I just wanna also point out is to not um, you know, don't deny God's voice. This is like a quick side note I had. I went to a Christian camp for like a chunk of my life and I was still going through the struggle of sexual sin um, and there was a girl and we were doing testimonies one night and this mm-hmm. girl she came up her name was Abigail <laughs> and lo and behold and her testimony that she had addiction to pornography for seven years wow. and that happened years ago That happened when I was like 12 years old and I thought oh my gosh like I wish that could be me and, and it, it is no coincidence I'm here to tell you there's, there's no coincidence that the name was Abigail and she had addiction that I was going through and I feel like that was God. So don't ignore God giving you a way of escape. Like, yeah. just don't ignore it. The, the scriptures that I the scriptures that I held myself onto was Romans 8.1. In the midst mm-hmm. of being healed from this addiction, I ran across Romans 8.1, which says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are Jesus Christ. I, I spent so much time condemning myself. I hadn't, it hadn't even occurred to me that, god isn't even condemning me that he's like right. you're good you're pardoned like you're good and I'm, and I'm sitting here all day just not forgiving myself and feeling like i'm a failure and like yeah. oh, nothing is ever going to happen for me so i say all that to say the blood still works <laughs> yeah it <laughs> still works
0: oh yes i love so side note that the um the blood is still the by maverick city music been playing that yeah 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 so much <laughs> Um, but a few things that you mentioned that I want to kind of point on, um, one, that last part, I think a lot, that's a lot of what shame kind of trains you to do is just focus on everything that you're doing wrong or, yeah. focus on, um, what you're lacking. And my, my pastor this past week, um, we're going through and he was just talking about how, like, what if, what would it look like for you to constantly focus on just the goodness of God and how good God is, rather than focusing on, um, you know, what you're lacking, what you don't have, what you're doing wrong, all of those things. And it sounds so like elementary and simple. um, But that is the difference between God, our Savior, and, you know, the enemy, the enemy wants you to be trapped in, you know, this darkness wants you to be kind of trapped in this individual thought life, an individual um journey of life, excluded from um community excluded from it, yeah. it wants he wants to keep you trapped. And I think the beauty of, you know, who God is and his goodness is like he knows how vital community is. Like you said, um just having it wasn't like you told the whole world, but you told him first and then you told those three main people in your circle Um, and I feel like that was something that kind of helped me too like I grew um, you know by the grace of God God was you know giving me friends virtually you know in a pandemic just giving me friends um, that I became so close with people that like you know I had only known for six months but I felt like I knew them my whole life yeah Um, wow 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 And I was able, I felt comfortable enough um, to go to them and be like, hey, like, you know what? I've found that watching such and such music video, watching such and such Netflix shit is just not helpful for me. And like, I need you to hold me accountable. Um, Or even sending, like, we'll send it, me and one of my other friends um, will send each other because disclaimer just because you conquer something does not mean it's going to be easy and um -hmm. and so we would send like i don't know like a random emoji like a certain like we have like a code emoji that we send to each other okay if we're like if we're feeling like we might be tempted or like Mm -hmm. you know just something that will be like hey like could you pray for pray for me right now or hey like i'm you call me can we just talk about something like those simple boundaries go a long way um and I think even earlier back to your comments, um one of the things that I was um kind of like I, I wouldn't say fearful but one of the things that um really kind of like shook me was I think I kept seeing a post about, like, just, like, breaking, you know, the posts that are, like, breaking generational curses. Yeah, All of those type of things. And I kept seeing something. I was, like, I really don't want to pass this, like, this um, perversion of, like, God's gift of what sex is and what that looks like in marriage. Like, I don't want to pass the perversion of that into, like, well, obviously don't want that in, in a marriage. And then also just, like, my kids' lives and you know, people that, you know, may not even be my kids, but that people that I may be like one day a spiritual mom to, or, you know, just different things. Mm Like I don't want to carry that burden and let that bleed into other relationships of your life. Um, Which like, I feel like when we speak about it, it may seem heavy to someone who's listening. They may be like, oh, that's just so much pressure. Um, (laughs) And I definitely feel you because that definitely, well like oh my gosh like this is so much um but just being authentic with that and even starting with maybe you're just like okay I really don't know how I'm even gonna what if I don't have anybody to tell or like what if I just don't even know Mm -hmm. where to start one Mm -hmm. of the things that I've loved doing um just like in quarantine is just like keeping a journal and writing writing Mm -hmm. things down and just be expressive um my favorite thing that Jackie Hill Perry has said before, she always says like, "There's two ways you can look at your relationship with God. There's this like duty, and then there's delight. And like duty, like void of emotion, like you don't share anything. Um, you're more so acquaintances with God. Um, you kind of get into like a religious thought pattern, um, and kind of go about the motions, but have whole no like relationship with God. And then there's this delight where it's like." you delight in expressing you know your exact feelings your raw emotion with your friend like Jesus calls us his friend and so having that inner that exchange of emotion of dialogue of realness not just these like pretty cute wrapped up prayers and pretty cute wrapped up like you know things like he really when he wants your full heart that means like the days that you're angry, that you're impatient, that you're frustrated, that mm-hmm. you're feeling disgusting, like all of those things, like write that down. Um and that can be the start of your confession, like you were saying. That can be the start of your confession, starting to write those down, starting to make boundaries for yourself whether it's like okay, I'm not going to watch, you know, I don't know, like the popular Netflix show that everyone's watching if it's going to trigger me or like, I'm not going to listen to that particular artist. I'm not going to follow these pages on Instagram, all of those things. Um, And I think that just comes with an understanding of like just having this eternal perspective rather than having this like temporary perspective, uh, you know, of what, you know, culture is like, okay, you need it now. You need to be pleased now. Like all of those things where it's like, Having this eternal perspective kind of puts you in that mindset of like, you know, but what's going to be lasting? And like, yeah. when I'm not here, you know, how will my children and my family be affected by this? And, you know, all of those things. I went off on a tangent, but yes. I don't know. <laughs> we wanted to hear that. We wanted to hear it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you talked about Romans 8.1. Love that scripture. Um, if you're listening, write that down. There's a whole bunch of up. maybe put some more scripture on the footnotes of this episode too but um yeah we're, we we want to equip you guys we want to be real about it um and okay so I might be putting you on the spot but yeah. I know for so when I was in the group a lot of the times um this group that I was talking about the group me mm-hmm. and the zoom bible study a lot one of the young ladies was saying um she was like well what happens if you're just like you know I think it was like she was saying something where she had felt like she had conquered it for like a year and a half Mm -hmm. and then she felt like she had slipped up um, and she was kind of just like what like how does what does God think of me when I literally you know have been doing so well for like a year and a half and then I slip up into this sin cycle that I thought I conquered and like I'm back like I feel like that one day erased that's what she said erased like everything that I had done right um and I just feel like that to me was so real because I'm just like for a lot of people that is what happens um and I know when I was listening to a Michael Todd sermon even he was saying like that that process of like walking out sanctification and walking out like becoming holy is like a lifetime thing um And temptation is also going to be a lifetime thing. Um, (laughs) That is, and it's, it's hard. It's so hard um, because you want, you want to be like, oh no. Like, I feel like when you talk to yourself, you kind of are just like, oh my gosh, here you go again. Like, why would you mess up? Yeah. And we kind of forget, not that it's an excuse, but we forget that like, we are human. Like, like our flesh is very powerful. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's easy for us to beat ourselves up. And so that's why I love the way you talked about Romans eight, one, where it's like that condemnation part is like oftentimes we are our worst critics, our worst enemies, and God doesn't even see it that way. So for someone who feels like, oh my gosh, like all my all that hard work, all of that, you know, setting the boundaries, all of those things, like, ugh, like did I just erase all that progress? From like a year and a half later, like do you have any advice or even just like encouragement to someone who's feeling that right now?
1: Um, it's so real. I'm here to tell you that I'm just like those people. It's 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 so real. Like I'm here to mm-hmm. tell you that even though I've confessed and I've given it to God, I've still opened it up before I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my like what yeah. am I doing? Like, so yeah. that is very real. Like a lot of stuff in the faith is very sugar-coded. Like just because you confess something. That just means that you're willing, your spirit is willing, your spirit is willing to change and do other things. What I would suggest is to return to God. Like, God knows what you're going to do. And in fact, that's why I love Romans. Romans 3.23 says you will fall short of the glory of God. And i like to just add on a little extra piece. You will fall short of the glory of God again and again and again. This stuff is knowingly, unknowingly, It's, it's all in there. So accept the fact that yes, your flesh is very powerful, but always know that God is ready and available and he wants you to turn back to him. You could you could go out and do something even worse. But as long as you came back to him in the end, because the Bible also talks about, you know, someone who deals with things alone and they have no one else to look out, like somebody who's out there by themselves and they never return to Christ, that's something to be scared of because they're right. really out there. But when you just keep coming back to God, keep on coming back. And then the more you come back, the Holy Spirit will give you more accountability partners and more scripture yeah. will penetrate your heart even more. So it's so easy to feel like that. It's so easy. But that's just that condemnation slipping in because condemnation's from the enemy, convictions from the God. So yeah. God will call you, re- repent and go back again. So, advice to anyone come back to God, just go back to God. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, in scripture, I know everyone always uses this, the example of the prodigal son, and how he's coming back, he's running back to his father. And that's the same choice that we have. We have two choices, you can even, either stay, um, you know, stay in that dark place and stay in condemnation. But you also have this choice to just accept the hand that is already reaching out for you, accept God, give it to God. And that if you have to do it a hundred thousand million times (laughs) yeah (laughs) um, that is that is the option that you have and um that's the choice that you have um and like we said no none of us are perfect literally like i said um there's there's times when i'm like okay i have to text my friend like i need her to speak encouragement over me i'm not gonna be able to do it if i'm just sitting here by by myself or like i have to tell my sister um, even times when I'm like riding in the car with her, I'm like, okay, um, would you mind? Like, she'll have the ox or something, and I'm like, would you mind? Like, I can't listen to that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know now, like, I know it sounds like it. It may sound to you guys listening, like, oh, that's uncomfortable. Like, how would I even say that to somebody? Yeah. Um, because I definitely have been there, but I think it's like, being holy, is a lifetime process getting comfortable with with that is going to be a lifetime process and nobody's asking you to do that all at once. Um, it is a process. It is, I think about like when people say your walk with Jesus, it's literally a walk that just doesn't end. Like it is a journey. (laughs) It is a walk that you are not, you're, it's not ending. You may have to take a few pauses. You may have to stop and get some water. Um, but it is a walk that is continuous. Um, I guess we already kind of gave some advice to anyone who feels alone. Um, But like we've been saying, get some community, guys. Get people that you can trust. Um, We will leave both of our socials um, handles and all those things, DMs, groupmes. Um, There are people out there that are literally their gift is encouraging. I know so many people that just have this powerful gift of encouraging people. So there are plenty of people that can do that for you. I'll also be posting on the Instagram page um, this community that I found um, and posting... Oh, I said we're already doing socials. Um, (laughs) Abby, (laughs) where can people connect with you um, on socials, whether it be for the podcast or you personally? Um, And then any last final thoughts? Maybe you want to speak to... um, just the girls that are maybe maybe at the end of this episode, you guys feel seen, you feel heard, and you want to take those next steps. Um, maybe you could even just pray over them at the end after you give mm-hmm. your socials. We can close out in prayer for these young women.
1: Um, so you can find me on social media on Instagram. You can find my Instagram at Abby Jolie, and of course you can follow my podcast page at Kings Kid Convo's as well. Any last um, thing I have to say is confession made me free. Mm. Um, a lot, I found myself looking in the mirror many times and not liking what I saw. Yeah, And I knew what it took to be free. And it was confession. So confession made me free. Confess to someone who who you trust. Confess yeah. to someone if you can. I always say if you trust because I know everyone, me and I have access to someone who, you know, maybe is in Christ and they pray. But, you know, if you can um, confess to someone who will pray over you in the end. Everybody that I confess to, you know, thankfully, they prayed over me I'm in the yeah. end. Um, like I said before, the blood still works. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. indeed. Um, I tell people, you know, stop being, stop being a mouthpiece for the enemy. It, mm. When it comes to the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is who you represent. So yeah. stop telling, stop egging yourself on in this depression, anxiety, You know, speak for God. Do not speak for the enemy any longer. Forgive yourself. God isn't condemning you. So stop condemning yourself or letting anyone else um, make you feel shameful. You know, confess and you will be free. You'll be freed from it. Um, And just to, to pray for the women struggling with this particular transgression or any type of shame, you know. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this platform to speak on your word. I know that there's a reason why you are placing Jasmine in this position and me here in this episode specifically to speak to someone in their situation, Lord God. I pray against the spirit of isolation and the spirit of feeling insecure and inadequate, God. I pray that you would bind the enemy and all his thoughts and his plans and you would send them away and completely make them dissipate in the name of Jesus. There are things that are eating people alive and putting them in certain places that hinder your plan for us in the end, Lord God. So I just pray that you would change that route. I pray that you would come in and make intercession for the people who cannot speak, God. Your word says that you intercede for us and that you can understand our moaning and groaning. And even when we're not even speaking in prayer, God. So give a voice to those people who feel like they don't have one. And I'm just so thankful for someone who is going to be free this very moment from just hearing this episode so thank you Jesus
0: and amen. Amen. And thank you so much Abby for joining the conversation with us today and just being open and vulnerable and transparent about your story and what God is doing in your life. Guys, make sure to give her a follow on all of her social media platforms. Go ahead and li- go ahead and listen to The King's Kid Combos podcast. Mm-hmm. Um Follow the page of <laughs> uh, Get Fed, Get Encouraged, all of those things. And we're just so happy and lucky to have you here, Abby. Thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yes. So- <laughs> all right, so y'all. Good. Woo! Um, all right, y'all. So we will talk to you guys later. And I'll see you guys at the next brunch. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm not sure what i